Hey guys, this is Rob Simpson with Podcast Elementary until now. And just for review, this is going over my childhood up until where I'm at now in my life. Um, this is part two of my podcast episode of Not the Best Two Years. So last time I left off, I was talking about how I had left the apartment, tried to call the mission home, but I had dropped my white handbook that had the phone numbers in. I was at the gas station, talked to the clerk that was in the convenience store to go to the police. He wouldn't help me. A guy that was shopping inside let me know the police would show up in 15 minutes across the street at a place they would park every morning and keeping in mind this is around six in the morning so pretty early so uh, I went over that place across the street the cops show up I told them what was going on and I told them that the missionaries that the other the elders that they were they would become they would come looking for me and uh as I told them this, they wanted some ID, and I had packed everything away. I had it in like a little shaver bag or um, a hygiene kit bag that I had, and I had shoved it in there somewhere. And uh, anyway, I was able to find it, pull it out, or they wouldn't let me. They wouldn't let me show them. They had to look through uh, without me showing them. But I was telling them where it was at, and they checked it out. It all checked out, and. Sure enough, the elders come barreling around the corner in the car, and the one elder, they stop, they get out, and the one elder, the heavier set one's yelling, and he's trying to come at me, and I, and the cops are holding him back and tell him not to approach me, and anyway, so I get taken away in the cop car, and this area that I was in, I didn't know that the bishop of the ward of that area was actually the chief of police. And anyway, so I get taken to his office and go over what had happened and I explain it to him. And and um, it's just kind of a chain of events, you know. I feel like I didn't, you know, I, I told the zone leader what was going on. He didn't believe me. And now I'm telling a chief of police. I told the police and then I'm telling a chief of police and then I, this is where things take a turn where I don't, I don't remember too much. And this is where things kind of spiral down for me in my life at this point where there, every mission has a mission doctor. And I was taken up to, uh, uh, it was by the mission home, but it wasn't in the mission home so i was with two other elders and they the mission doctor prescribed a medication and to this day i have no idea what it was um all i know it was highly it had a high sedative in it so i don't remember what happened for a few days it made me very drowsy very unaware of what was going on 
and uh, backing up a little bit. So from, I did skip a part, so let me fix that. So when I told the, this is what happens, when I told the chief of police what was going on, he, they had contacted the mission president. The mission president sent down the assistants to the president, they call them APs, and they interviewed the three elders, my companion and the other two, and I remember distinctively one of the elders had a shirt on that said, if you're going to do this, go all the way. That's what it said on his shirt, and I was just like, he was just trying to egg me on, and it was very, anyway, childish, but I saw that, and they interviewed him and nothing happened to him and they just were basically I feel like whatever was said wasn't the truth and if it was it was only half the truth um, because I'm the one that gets taken away and the one that gets put on medication and um, what I learned from that was that uh, basically I had a nervous breakdown is what I was told and that very, you know, I, I feel like that's pretty accurate. You know, I was in a stressful situation and this was in the year 2000, keep in mind, and it was in September. And so it was the end of September. And I, and if everyone remembers um, who was around at that time, it was September, that's when September 11th happened. And we're not supposed to watch TV, but there were members that showed us, members in the area that showed me, um, in the previous area that I was at before I came to this companionship that I've been talking about um, showed us what was going on and how the World Trade Center towers were destroyed by a plane. And, and it was just so surreal. And it just kind of, it, you just don't know what to think, you know, especially growing up in the church. You're like, oh, this is the end. Like, we might be done, you know, like things are going, going bad real quick. Um, so I think that was the trigger and then the environment that I was put in was not a healthy one. And that's kind of what set me off into um, what what um, happened or conspired. Um, so it was just a bad situation all around. Uh, so, yeah, so I was put on medication that I don't remember what happened for a few days. And then I remember getting moved to the mission home. And the mission president looked at me and told me, um, that my parents were coming to pick me up and they were driving out and I found out later it was because of heightened security and the way I was acting and part of it I think that made it worse or you know uh, made the situation worse was being on that medication and so they didn't want to put me on a flight where I would act up and where I would cause a scene and have an issue and my my parents drove all the way out to pick me up and just kind of bear with me guys I do get a little emotional about this part and some of the other parts coming up because it's still it's still you know it's close to home um, or I mean it is it's my story and it, it does uh it still brings up some emotions from it um but yeah, my, my parents drove out picked me up and I do remember my mission president telling me he says we're going to get you better you're going to be able to come back out in like in three months. We're going to get you on some medication and you'll be back. And I looked at him because I knew. And I said, um, I said, I know for a fact I won't be coming back. 
and left it at that. And I, uh, oh, and my older brother came as well to come with my parents. And I do remember when they picked me up, um, I was happy to see him. And uh, obviously it wasn't like the best circumstances. And um, yeah, I went with them. And we, I remember when we stopped at a hotel on the, the way back, you know, it's a long drive from Independence to to Utah. And they, uh, we stopped at this hotel and, and um, I still remember, uh, it was something about the medication too that did uh made me have like kind of no fear I think it made me think that I could do anything and be anything and I was perfect and like for what happened was I told my dad I could sing in perfect pitch and he's like no 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 it's midnight you don't want to be singing at midnight like we're in this hotel room you're gonna wake everyone up and I was just kind of out of it you know and and then I do remember my brother had a had a sandwich and he had mushrooms on it and I love mushrooms and I was just so I was acting weird not gonna lie I went over there and I I picked out the mushrooms out of his sandwich and I was just like are those mushrooms and he's like, yeah. I'm like oh man I love mushrooms and I'm just like picking out mushrooms out of his sandwich and I'm just like excited like oh there's mushrooms and oh I can sing in perfect pitch and oh this and oh that and I was kind of all over the place um but I, I do remember when I got home I had I had fear of what was gonna come because I didn't know you know um, I feared for uh, those who have grown up in the church or been in the church or been around it in any way shape or form I was more afraid of how the members of my ward were gonna respond to you know to me coming home early you know like this isn't very common it is now. Uh, it wasn't then, and I was kind of one of the, one of the first, or one of the, you know, one of the ones to ex- have this experience, and it's not one that I wish upon anyone. Uh, I learned a lot, I grew a lot, um, but you can't, you can't really pick and choose what you go through and what you don't, you know, and there's worse things I could go through, and, but this definitely was a hard, hard trial in my life to come home early and, and to face members of the ward and feel shamed or, or that I let them down or, you know, that I'm not, you know, get that rumor mill going, going of like, Oh, he's home early. Like something happened and blah, 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 you know, and just go to the worst possible thing when they have no idea, you know? And that's kind of a, a lesson learned is you always go to the horse's mouth. When you hear something, go talk to the person. And that's just my advice. Don't sit there and, obviously address it in a, an appropriate manner. And, and, uh, if you're, you know, if you, if you got the guts, go ask. And if you don't, then don't spread it on, right. Don't pass it on because you don't know. And, and that's the other thing. You never know what someone's going through. And that's where I've learned throughout my years of just being more understanding and more compassionate. Cause you just never know how close someone is to, committing suicide or how close they are to being pushed over the edge or or just whatever it is you know to breaking down crying in public or you know however however they're going to react um to an interaction that you have with them so just be just be careful on what you say what you do and um how you approach things
So, uh, yeah, I get home. Uh, I get set up with the psychiatrist. And this is all taken care of under missionary medical. And it's a three-month deal. Um, and I get put on an antidepressant. Uh, let me back up. Before that, I was put, put on a, a, a pill called Cyprexa, which is an antipsychosis pill. And it was, it like slowed me down. It made me gain like weight because it slows down your metabolism. Um, anyway, so I was on that for a month and I'd meet with the psychiatrist. Uh, I can't remember, honestly. I think it was like once a week or once every other week. And I do remember um, going in and I would write stuff down. And I was, I know I wasn't thinking correctly because I would write something down. And I'd draw an arrow and I'd put another thought. So it was like, my thoughts weren't weren't aligned, my line of thinking, so it was kind of just sporadic and uh, kind of all over the place trying to connect the dots, you know, and, but the dots weren't lining up, they were over here, over there, up there, down there, like written out on paper, and so I, I move off Cyprex and I move on to an antidepressant called Paxil, which I'm sure a lot of you have heard of, and I really struggle with pills, I do, I, I think they're great for a time um and in some cases and they're you know a lifelong thing that you'll need to take and uh anyway the the reason i struggle is because there's so many side effects right every time we hear about a pill that's supposed to correct one thing it gives you 10 side effects right or whatever and with that pill it made me the side effects i got from it was I would sweat a lot and I'm not a sweater. And so I would shower like three times a day because I don't like smelling bad or stinking, you know, and, or being sweaty. And it, um, I also was a insomniac from it and I had, this might be a lot, but yeah, I had diarrhea and it was anyway, it was just so many side effects from it. And, and I let the psychiatrist know, and then I was I had another pill added onto that, and I don't remember the name of it, but it was a sleeping pill, and it was a pill that um, had a could have a side effect, and I won't go into what that one was, but anyway, I was grateful I didn't have that one. Um, and so I was on those two pills, and I told them I was getting frustrated. This is month two. I'm like things aren't working, and his advice was me his advice to me was to go out and dig a hole, fill it up, bury it, fill it up, or dig it, fill it up, dig it up, fill it up, and, uh, and just wear myself out. So basically, he wanted me to push myself to exhaustion or to a point where he wanted to test to see if I would have a, another nervous breakdown. And anyway, it was kind of a rough year. We had this tree, Christmas tree, because this is in December now, and it keeps falling over. I keep setting it up. And so, yeah, there's some frustration there. And it would fall over because I um, would get knocked over by um, some cousins that were over, kids or whoever. And anyway, just so I did have frustration there. And it was getting, I'd help with it, you know. And and then, uh, anyway, so then he says, well, let's move you back on to Zyprexa, which he did. And then I was just like, my... I was done. I was just, I, I didn't want to do it anymore. And I don't know that this was the smartest idea, but I 
didn't, I wanted to, I told my mom and she was in talking to my grandma and on the phone and this particular day. And, and I said, I don't want to do this anymore. And she said, well, I, uh, she goes, no, you need to stay on it. And I go, it's not helping me. It's making things worse. And so I don't recommend this, but I, uh, this is what I did. I quit cold Turkey and I was luckily didn't have any withdrawals from it. And I've never been on medication since. And, um, one thing I forgot to mention, and I do want to cover this, this is something that kind of hit me pretty hard. Um, when I came home, my best friend's youngest brother or younger brother, cause he's the youngest. So younger, youngest brother, <laughs> he came over to see how I was doing. And he came over with his dad. And at the time I believe his dad was, um, the second counselor in the bishopric. And this hit me pretty hard when he turned to his dad after spending some time with me and he looked at his dad and he said, is Rob going to be okay? And his dad looked at him and he said, I don't know. And when I heard that, I got pretty emotional um, because I didn't know either. I had no idea. Um, when you have um, an experience like I did, um, traumatic, and that can range in any way, shape, or form of what that experience is, you know, what traumatic to me might not be traumatic to someone else, but whatever is traumatic to you that you go through. And, um, I just put you in the tailspin cause you don't know, you know, what, when you have a traumatic experience happen, right. When you have a life happen, um, none of us have been taught or coached or trained how to cope and deal with those things. And that's kind of how, I've seen throughout my life how people cope with things, you know, um, it can be healthy or unhealthy, you know, it can be drinking or, um, drugs or opioids, you know, and and this is, you know, this could be, um, you know, getting on medication can open up those doors to get into the whole opioid epidemic and, you know, and so, yeah, so that hit me pretty hard. I, I wasn't quite sure if I was going to be okay either, and that's not a good feeling. Um, but anyway, I, I quit cold turkey, and I didn't work until um, September of 2001, and got a job, and... This is kind of where things turned around for me, um, where I figured out what I needed to to do to cope with um, just kind of my depression that I've struggled with throughout my life. As I looked back, I had depression here and there, and it wasn't nothing as extreme until I went on a mission and was away from my family and in the MTC and you know, um, and then being on medication that wasn't helping completely and being in, in essence, a, a guinea pig of, you know, you go to a psychiatrist and he opens up this fat book, it's as thick as a dictionary. And for those of you, um, 
we don't really have a lot of books anymore, right? It's all on, you can get it off of the internet and look things up and, but it was, it was super thick, you know, this book that he opened up was like four or five inches thick. And I'm just like, wow, there's that many medications out there. That's crazy. Um, so now I want to move into, um, I'm going to cut this episode a little short because I want to move into, um, my next episode and, um, it's going to be, um, entitled, uh, or the title that's going to be help and fitness. And, and I want to kind of, I'm going to touch on that and how that helped me and how, um, it's been a big, big impact on my life. Well, thanks for listening guys. Um, these stories that I share, um, I feel like that will help others that get a chance to listen to them and, uh, and to, to understand, um, maybe a little better of, of what life is about and, and not that, you know, you guys don't already know, but just give you a little more insight on things that really, you know, what's really happening out there and, and things that aren't talked about, right? Not in the open, not to friends or family. And um, one last thing I just remembered I wanted to add is I was very, because I came home early, right? I was only out nine months. And I remember I went to only one mission reunion in Salt Lake. And I asked the mission president's wife, I'm like, well, what do I say? You know, when someone asked me about my mission, she's like, you don't have to tell them you served only nine months. And that was something I didn't do for a while. And and then I decided, you know what, this is my life. I'm going to own what happened, whether it was my fault or not. This is my story. And no one's, I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to hide it. And I think if we can do that, um, through life where we own our stuff, where we can talk about it openly. Obviously, we're not going to share everything with everybody. But I'm sharing this because I feel like it can help others that will have a similar experience or have had a similar experience. And, um, yeah, and especially life after the mission and, and how it's gone and, um, yeah, I not I got nothing to hide, you know. I just being open and and honest about where I've been, where I'm at, and where I'm going. You know, those are things that that I know, and um, sometimes it gets a little foggy on where I'm gonna go because things change, right? My plan A, my plan A never works. It's usually plan D or E or plan F, you know, and, and you just figure it out, you know, and if I can in some way help my listeners, uh, you know, figure things out by my experiences or my mistakes or my victories, great, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad I can do something to can give back. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. This is again, Rob Simpson. Uh, my podcast is elementary until now, and yeah, 
give a give a review, leave some comments, you know, share with your friends, subscribe to it. I'd appreciate it. Thanks.